When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back, everyone. Um, welcome back to uh, Option Forward. Um, is I'm glad to be here today, and as always, I like to um, share start off with my co-host, uh, the other half of the show, GQ Nesto. How you doing today? I'm pretty thrilled. Um, excited to be back out here in LA. Um, really, really excited about the guests that we're gonna have. Um, so yeah, let's. Let's get this going. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a treat today. Um, not only uh, it, we're going to talk about two spectrums. All right. So we're going to talk about the practice of yoga, but we're also going to talk about uh, career transitions. You know, when you're deeply rooted in one career, one profession, you're feeling a little bit unfulfilled. So you want to try something else in the and the emotions, the trials, the tribulations, and the experience all involved in that. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I would like to welcome to the show Miss Vanessa Vizende. How are you doing today? Thank you. Thank you for the introduction. I'm super excited to be here. Um, yeah, so I am a yoga teacher based in Los Angeles. But back, I would say my previous life, if it feels <laughs> like. Uh, I was in the law field in Brazil before I moved out here. Okay. Uh, for seven years. And when was 2014? When I came to visit the U.S. for the first time, I came to to visit my half siblings, and I told my sister that I wasn't happy, I wasn't fulfilled anymore in my law career. And back back then, I was studying to be a judge. I wanted to be a judge. I was clerking for one. And after two years in, I realized that's not what I wanted. And okay. now what? Right? You study your whole life uh, for that. Um, and I also come from a Japanese family where it's okay. very strict. You're either you're either a lawyer, a doctor, an engineer, or you're a failure. <laughs> it's kind of like you go... In that order. That's crazy. Yeah, you're motivated <laughs> to choose a traditional career. Right. And uh, because I liked reading, my mom said, oh, law is a great choice, which is right. In Brazil, I would say it's... It's easier to go that route in terms of having uh, income that's stable, you know, working for the court. I had a, a lot of benefits and because it was an em employee of uh, the government, the, the court system, I could never be fired. You have all these okay. benefits. Never be fired? Mm -hmm. So how, how yeah. does that work? It, you I could, mean, you unless could do you anything? Do some, <laughs> no, I mean, like, unless you couldn't be fired for, like, no reason. Okay, laid you know, off. Laid off, okay. yeah. Okay. So, um, so a lot of people love those kinds of careers because you can pretty much retire there. and Or in my case, like, work towards getting the experience and um, transition to being a judge, which was the plan. Okay, so what you're saying is prior to... The yoga, you were very secure, right? But all of that changed. But we're going to get into that. All of that changed, and then you decided to go into yoga. So, I'll, okay, so how did, how were you introduced to yoga? Where did, where did the, the love come from? Mm -hmm. So when I moved here to the United States, uh, after my sister told me simply, well, if you're not happy with your career, why don't you just move here, start over? You can literally be anything you want. And I thought she was crazy. <laughs> uh, I was like, that's not how it works. I can't just quit my <laughs> law career right. and come here. Uh, but I feel like in life, we all need that little push, like someone to tell you something that will change your life. And, I, and that was the seed that my sister planted in my head. That when I back, went back to Brazil, and I, I remember clearly working my desk like at the 
at the judge's um, office, I was like, what if? What if I just yeah. go? You know, You're like, I can't get fired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and so when I started researching and um, thinking about moving, my friends were like, no, don't do that. You probably just burned out. You're, you know, just, just stay just here a, a little long, take a break, go right. take a, a sabbatical, take a, a long, longer vacation, something like that. Don't just quit. Go to Cancun or something. Because <laughs> <laughs> if it's after three years, I had two years in. After three years, it's like you have the, I don't know what's the word here in English, but you have the, this benefit of like having the career forever. Even if you decide to take a, a longer vacation like you can still come back to your position oh like uh like long-term disability or or uh, uh leave leave of absence yeah you can take a, a leave for any time and then come back yeah. and have the same really? salary yeah so they were like just wait until you you complete three years and then i was like no i feel like i have to leave now right life is calling me and um so when i moved here I was really just trying to find something that I was passionate about. And I have an interest in interior design. So I went to study interior design at UCLA and I got to work um, with a furniture retailer, got to do a little bit of design work over there. Um, alongside of that, I was also struggling with mental health because there was so much going on. Like it's pretty much like a identity crisis because I you kind of build your self-esteem, your self-worth into your career, right? At least that was the case for me. And so when that dropped and I was like, who am I? What's was it, my worth? Was it like the level, like the, was it like the lifestyle or was it like the level of authority or what was it really that kind of made you feel like, you know, this is just not me or I'm feeling this way. This transition is, is affecting me in this manner because of, you know, whatever reason, what, what do you think it was in that, in that particular moment? Cause I like to go back into the, you know, the, the feeling of it. Yeah. That, that's, that's, I think it would be nice to hear. Yeah. I, I think it was the fear of failure, the, the, the shame, right. Cause okay. I, I left everything behind, even people telling me like, this is not a good decision for you. Uh, and I kind of follow my heart, but I didn't have a plan B. I just came with, YOLO. A, a, YOLO, a little YOLO. bit of money. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm going to figure it out, you know, because you get to a point in your life that you, you re that's, that was my aha moment. It's like, okay, I have everything. I have a great income. I have a career status. Everybody wanted, at my age, wanted to be in that job because of the security and everything. And I was not happy. I was miserable. And so I felt like lied to. I was like, wait. Everybody told me that if I had this job and then, and then. was it something that was missing or yeah. what was it really that that didn't make you feel like I want to ride this out? Yeah, absolutely. I feel like when you're not in alignment with your values or your underlying values, you feel like there's something missing. And I didn't know all that back then. I just felt like very empty and depressed. That was, you know, and, and then when I moved out here. I was still feeling all that because I was try still trying to still figure, trying to figure out, out my yeah. way. Um, and I was just, I think I was ashamed of like, I don't want to disappoint my mom that she believed in me or, you know, I don't want to disappoint people. So I was in a rut for a little bit. And what I've heard at the time, because I didn't want to, take me medication and anything like that. I always believed in like natural holistic approach. And so I heard that yoga was really good for mental health. Okay. And so I went to try, I've never had a take taken a yoga class before. So I'd taken a yoga class. Um, the first time was what was a little weird if you're not used to it, but there was something about yoga that always made me feel very center, very balanced and more like myself more comfortable uh, in my own skin that I, I kept coming back, coming back, coming back. Um, and that's when I decided to take the teacher training after uh, some years of practicing that I taught a class for the first time and that I had that spark. I want to do that for the rest right, of my life. It. Yeah. Nice. But back in the day, I didn't think it was possible to 
to live as a full-time yoga teacher. I thought everyone was doing kind of like on the side, okay. which a lot of people are here because just teaching public classes, that's not how you, you get <laughs> paid well here in teaching public classes. But there's there's other routes for, for yoga teachers as well. You can you can um, organize retreats. You can what, what is sell that, your own courses. What is the elements that you like about uh, yoga? Like, what what is it that kind of connects? Like you said, that spark. Mm-hmm. For me, when I teach a class, I can immediately see the the effect on my students, and that it's so rewarding to see that right away. Right? When you when you make a different and impact in someone's life, it's just one hour of sharing a space and time together, holding space for you. Um, and in law, I, I didn't feel that. Perhaps the the field that I was into, uh, you don't see the the effects. Maybe in ten years, right? You know, you won't ever see the the impact that you're. Because I was about that. I was going to ask you that. It's, it's great that you you mentioned that. I was going to ask, was that it? It was it. The fact that you wasn't seeing uh, immediate impact on on the change on the effects yeah. that you're doing in someone's like personal life, mm-hmm. you know, um, and in doing so, um, how does that make you feel though? Like, like is it like this this high, you know, that you get? You know, what I'm saying that you like start like you know floating around the room and you know touching people. You know, um, I just wow. I, I just think that's like pretty amazing that you do that. Is there a story to where can you tell when people are in one of your sessions and say, for instance, they have like bad energy or you can tell like something is off and you like, kick you them know out. what, like not kick them out, but like, and you can just see them releasing all of this, this tension that they have built up during one of your sessions. Have that, has that ever happened? All the time, all yeah. the time. And it's beautiful to see because a lot of, I, I teach private private um, classes as well. And okay. that's when I get to have that one-on-one, it's even more visible for me, right? When when my student comes to me and they're like deeply anxious, having struggles with anxiety or depression, whatever it is, and they come into the room with that energy, I can, I can see, I can feel your energy. And um, my goal is to hold space for you. Let's process that. Let's feel that emotion. And let's transmute that into something lighter, into something um, better for you. And so I, I see that all the time. And one hour, what it can do to someone's energy and someone's uh, mental health in just one hour. And my students are so grateful. I, I, I don't teach only yoga, vinyasa flow that are more like body strengthening. I also teach a modality of yoga. It's called yoga nidra. Okay. that it's it's almost like um like hypnosis you're lying down during uh, during the whole session and i'm guiding you there's like a a technique to guide you to a deeper state of consciousness to get you in um in alpha and theta brain waves and that's when we get to rewire your thought patterns that you get to work on stuff that you, you was stuck there and you can personalize um the script for everyone's uh situation so if someone is dealing with depression if someone is dealing with grief or a breakup you can modify that class and make you know appropriate for them to help process wait how does that work like 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 you're depressed or your anxiety or whatever the condition you're going through how does how, how does that adjust like can, mm-hmm. can you kind of like tell us a little bit about that That's yeah fine. uh so yoga nidra it can be from 30 to an hour depending on the session uh so if i know that you are depressed i'm gonna drop in some words or visual elements to help raise your energy really so there is a part of the class for example that i give you a lot of visuals and, and for example, for someone that is depressed, I will throw in like waves crashing into rocks or something that like sun, something that will help uh, increase yeah. that energy. 
And on the other hand, if something, if someone that is dealing with a lot of anxiety or PTSD, I want to soothe you, right? Or grief, I want to soothe you. Then you add elements to, to, to help with that. That's one, one aspect of it. There's, there's a lot more during the script that you can work on, especially if you know. You can't give, you can't give out all your gems. <laughs> <laughs> no, I definitely, I understand that. Um, so is yoga something that you practice? Like, is it part of like your morning routine? Like, is it something that you do on a daily basis? Well, I do on a daily basis because I teach classes every single day. Oh, okay. So if I'm not practicing, I am teaching and, and um and moving my body for, for those classes. But I don't I don't consider teaching yoga as my personal practice. Because it's very different when you're like holding space for someone and you're just demoing a class. Sometimes you demo just one side and you don't <laughs> demo the other side. So, uh, and they say when you're a yoga teacher, you have to, because when you're a yoga teacher, you're giving. You're giving, right? You're holding space, you're giving your energy. And there's a lot of ec- uh, energy exchange that we have to be aware of as yoga teachers. So it's good if you are not just a yoga teacher, but any any professional that works with energy exchange so, in that so sense. So your aura has to be positive. So like, how do you, how do you, um, like, you know, how do you, like, do you just not go when you're mad, you know, or when you're having a rough day? Like, what do you, what do, you do? No, I, I would say what yoga does is not that he it cancels the bad things but it helps you deal with those but, but you're the instructor though like you like you said you have to deliver that energy to your to your um to your class so like because obviously i think we all have bad days you know mm. we're we're we're, we're kind of like a little irritated about certain things so how do you manage to block that and just say you know what like it's not about me it's about my class absolutely what, yeah how, i how and i that? always think that it's not about me at all i'm here to serve I'm here to help you. Nice. And so, but sometimes, especially in LA, there's a lot of traffic. Sometimes you <laughs> you run into a little late to your classes. So what's beautiful about yoga is yoga, they have so many different tools for, for you. You're like so road if, rage. Yeah. yeah. So if I if I get there and I'm feeling this rush from the traffic, I will start a class. Let, let's do a breath work together. <laughs> <laughs> let's do Nadi Shoda and others. Just like, we'll, we'll balance you out. Right. Um, and that's a great way to start the class you know so go ahead do you do those uh do you really believe like in the crystals the rocks and and um i think what was it uh what what is it that i was telling you about um ayahuasca or what is it like have have you tried have you tried any of those i've never tried ayahuasca yeah that uh, i was kind of like curious about that because like the crystals and stuff like that like do you believe in all that like uh, are you because i i know you mentioned that uh you're very holistic, like, like all the, the know, natural, all the natural stuff. Mm-hmm. So any yeah. of that, like, well, the crystal thing, uh, I know there's such a hype on it, but it's not even a belief. <laughs> it's like crystals; they do have their frequency. Each crystal has okay. their own frequency, and it can help you with certain stuff, right? They can measure that; it's it's measurable. As any organ in our bodies, they're also vibrating a certain frequency. I also offer sound bath. Yeah, so sound bath is exactly that. I'm I'm, um, sharing sound vibrations that are very very healing for you because physically it's affecting your your physical body, your your cells. And you can feel that. I don't know if you've ever done a sound bath before. Have you done a float tank? I haven't. I've never done those. Okay, so I I was imagining that. Oh, no. Sound bath. Totally um, different. there's, there's (laughs) There's a lot of different instruments that you can work on. Um, I work with crystal singing bowls, and so they emit a, a particular frequency. Okay. And when you when you come to a sound bath, um, I experience that when I when I go to a sound bath class, for example, the first minutes you're kind of like agitated. I feel like the the sound is getting into into you, uh, and then after a while you drop in. You drop in, and it's the the same principle as yoga nidra, it takes you to alpha and theta brainwaves. You you get like more deep into your subconscious mind, and it's very rarely really relaxing. You got a DVD healing. out there? <laughs> a DVD? A DVD or something like that? It just sounds like it's something like I, I can pop in and like do it at my own home. Like I think you yeah. can try that if you um, don't already. I have a YouTube channel that I have some classes with. Uh, 
yoga nidra and sound bath. And my friends also have a cl- uh, an app. It's called Inner Wonders. Okay. And they have sound bath with meditations that you can do from your bed, from wherever you are. Wow. And that's really cool to just be able to have access to that, even if you can't go to a studio to take a, a sound bath class. Right. Especially if you're traveling, you know, that, that would come in handy, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes get yeah. away from home, you know, let me, let me throw in this sun bath real quick. And, yeah. 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 That's pretty cool. So thinking of back, so let's, let's take it back. So let's, let's think about law focused Vanessa versus yoga Vanessa. Ooh. What, what changes have you seen in yourself? I mean, obviously you're, you're satisfied as far as career, but maybe uh, personally, emotionally, like what changes have you been like, you know what? I was not this person when I was practicing law. So what changes would you say you've seen in yourself? Yeah. I think nowadays I'm much more chill. I, I feel like the lawyer, Vanessa, wanted to convince people of, you know, <laughs> her beliefs. And nowadays I'm just open. I just want to listen to you. I don't, I don't need to convince you of anything you know and uh back in the day i remember like having so many arguments with people because i wanted them to see my points and you know yeah nowadays i'm much more open and um much less reactive as well okay um just going with the flow yeah i feel like when once you have a meditation practice a yoga practice you are able to see the emotion rising, let's say anger, frustration, sadness, and and from a point of curiosity, just observe it. Oh, it's, oh, it's cool. Like I'm feeling this now. I are able to vocalize it and work through it rather than identifying with that emotion, just getting more and more upset, you know? So, so let me ask you this. Do you think that if you were to go back, right, and go go back into law, and and then practice this yoga do you think you would enjoy it with the combination of having you know both both careers i think if i practice yoga back then it would give me more balance <laughs> absolutely i think everyone actually yoga i think should be taught in schools everyone should should have these uh mindfulness tools towards since you're a kid i believe that kids would benefit a lot also from having these tools available. Um, but as far as your question, you you asked if I would be happy doing law and yoga. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, like I think that having that balance and then being able to deal with that stressful job, like, I mean, do you think mm. that would be or like, or oh, I, th- I think a more like, could you be doing both? Like as far oh, as a teaching career, yoga teaching and yoga, and yoga and still stuff? practicing law? I believe so. I believe people can do it. But where I see myself is like, I really want to take this, as far as I can, you know, I want to reach, impact more people. And to do so, I believe now I I want to do, keep doing this full time. So that chapter is behind. Yeah. You're like the law chapter. That's, that's, the, old, that's yeah. the old Vanessa. Okay. And I think that's beautiful too because it's never wasted. It's not like I wasted my luck. I, you always take this stuff that you learn from every single job or career that you went through and you take it with you. And that's why it's a beautiful combination, like people that did different things, like Drew went to military and da 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 You use those skills for for other stuff in your life. Yeah. Um, yeah, I absolutely use stuff. Like even I was telling you guys for me to come here and have the citizenship, I use the skills, the knowledge that I had right. from law school. Those so habits. That helped <laughs> yeah. to come here. And you're like super calm about it, you know, like usually when you don't, you know, it's a it's a common thing that when you're when you don't know something, sometimes it's a little frustrating, especially when it comes to law. So, you know, having that, I think that yoga effects kind of just change everything because you're like, hold on, let me let me look at this. Like, yeah. <laughs> check me. <laughs> That's pretty cool. And I believe career should evolve as you do. Right. When you like in Brazil, we have to decide what career you're going to choose when you're really young. I had to decide at eight, 17 what I wanted to do. Um, so I went 18. I was already in first year of law school. You don't know much about yourself, like who you truly are, what you like, what your underlying values are. Um, so the more you evolve and get to know yourself better, that's the beauty. You can do whatever you want, literally, like explore right. different things. Uh, it doesn't have to be linear, too. Uh, we see things as like, oh, 
you should meet a certain deadline. By this age, you should have this, this, and that. I don't think there's deadline for to be happy, right? We're all trying to be happy. Maybe not to be happy to be, but to be financially stable. Is there a deadline? Yeah. Like I, <clears throat> well, it's I see it as like like benchmarks mm-hmm. or whatever, right? So it, you know, like you said, at 18 years old, you know, you're still trying to figure yourself out, mm-hmm. and from you know, time you're 18 to 25, there's so much maturity that happens, you know, during those years. But if you're looking, you don't want to be that 30 year old woman or that 40 year old man or something like that. Still like searching. I think Mm -hmm. it's maybe it's a safe choice, like, you know, just to hook on to something and try to figure it out as you go along. Right. But, um, you know, especially like for me, because I'm a parent and like, I don't want my children to be like, hey, I'm like, have you figured it out yet? <laughs> like, like, you're 35. Like, what's going on? Like, you know, at, at some point, I think that's the reason why you you have so much uh, uh, the, the mental struggle with I want to make my mom happy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I want to do right by her because she has expectations of you as well as you having expectations of yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think as a parent, you, we just want our, our kids to be like, cool. Like once I'm gone, you know, once I transition to another life or whatever happens, I want to be able to be sick. You know, yeah. I want to be rest knowing that my kids are cool. So that's how a in a sense, like uh, maybe not being happy. There's no timeline as far as finding your true happiness. But like, dude, let's. Uh... But what is true happiness? I think this is a question for everybody here. I mean, I think I think it's. I don't know. It could be defined in so many different ways. What, what is true happiness to you? Um, having multiple zeros in my bank account. I mean, <laughs> that that would be a. <laughs> you know, the rest. I I think I'm I'm good. You know because. Okay, you guys are saying, but how do you get those zeros? That comes back to my point. How do those zeros come into the bank account? By doing what? Doing something that makes you probably unhappy, but it makes you a lot of money. I mean, I think. I mean, that's my uh, okay. That, that's my prerogative, but I just think that the way you know, listening to you guys, I'm like, I don't want to be a lot older and then not be able to do the things that you can do with the 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 funds and all the you know toys that you acquired through your success so i think that um i'd rather just like let's put it on like uh, microwave mode <laughs> and then you know do it right away i mean uh, that's interesting but what's what's your definition of happiness for me it's peace when we are fine, peace, or when you're in peace with everything, what you say, what you do, your actions, what you think, and everything is aligned, then you're happy. Because you were thinking, you're you're saying about like having multiple zeros in your bank account, or I wasn't there, I wasn't like super millionaire, but I I reached a point where I had a lot of money, but then I didn't find happiness. That's when I oh, happiness is not the same as having a lot of money. And we know that because there's a lot right. of millionaires that are very unhappy, depressed, right. suicidal, you know. And right. um, and as far as uh, what you were saying on um, on career and the deadlines, I've seen so many cases of people that change careers in their 40s, in their 50s. And it, I'm not saying like you should drop and not have a plan B, but... But knowing that there's no deadline and they can, you can change your mind, you can change uh, your Yolo. route, yeah, as you see as you see fit, because you're gonna realize like this life is for you, and when you it's you know it's not a rehearsal, that's it. Okay. You get to. I got it. I got it. I got it. So let me let me passion. let me make like let me clear it up a bit. Maybe okay. So what I, I think more along the lines, like you said, right? So you reached a level of success in law, and because of that level, you attained a good financial backing, right? So I won't say it made it easier, but it probably helped you transition because you didn't have to worry about, oh my gosh, I only got $200 in my bank account. So that's what I'm saying as far as like the the benchmarks. Like, okay, if I start a good career at, at 18, by the time I'm 25, I'll be cool. But then at that point, if I figure I want to make a change, I can make that change because I was smart mm-hmm. with the money that I did make while I was unhappy. Uh, does that make sense? That's what I kind of mean by that. Like, I don't 
I think it's, you know, of course you can, it's a, a lot of times from what I've been seeing that people who have made that change and stepped out on faith and was like, you know what, I'm just going to try it. Today is going to be, the, today is going to be my day. It's, they were never on broke. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you have to have yeah. your, your, your job to pay your bills right. until that, that. Yeah. The passion project that you work on can take off. Yes, and that that's what I meant. So I didn't want to come off wrong and like think that like no, nah, no, nah, you can't change. It's all about the money. No, nah, I think it's just easier to make a transition when you mm-hmm. when you smart with your money. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Okay. So yoga also. I was doing some research and I think I saw that it it obviously it has ment- uh, physical and mental health benefits, but it's also been used to treat like chronic illness. Uh, as far as on your run on one on ones with your um, with your guests and stuff, like have you treated anyone uh, with some type of chronic illness, and what was it, and how did it work? Yeah, um, one of my one of my clients, she has a, a disease in her heart, and um, when I we have our sessions, we because in in the yogic systems we say um, we have our physical body, we have our energetic body. Um, there's so many layers of outside of the physical body. And before a disease hits you in the physical body, it's because it hit you in the emotional body and ener- energetic body first. And it takes a while to manifest in your body. Like, um, I can't think of a specific disease now, but chronic illnesses like IBS or Crohn's disease, something like that. You can, you can, go the tradition the, the western way of like taking medication for the rest of your life but there's people that take a different approach of like doing the work holistically doing the inner work what's what is the the trauma that you're carrying and um once you fix that you see the the results in your physical body of something or symptoms that you used to have that are lessened you know after working on that I have a personal example of I used to have really bad knees and I had to stop playing basketball during college because of that. And I went to a acupuncturist once and he told me, oh, your bad knees. This is this is like your issues with your with a father figure. And he didn't know about anything about my personal life. And I was like, oh, my God, I, I really have to dig deep into this. And. And I did, you know, my inner work and, and forgiveness and all that. And I noticed, together with yoga and all that, that my knees are healed now. Really? I don't feel pain anymore. Like, I, I couldn't even walk up the stairs without feeling pain and having to hold, you know, the, the rails. And now, like, my knees, I went to the doctor the other day because I was just curious. That was, like, over 10 years ago. And he was doing x-ray of my elbow. I was like, can you check my knees <laughs> <laughs> to see what's going on? Because physically, I had... Um, you could see on the x-ray that my knees had these issues and he checked and he was like, well, your knees are, are uh, healthier than my knees. <laughs> Welcome really to the club. I have the same problem. It's a horrible thing. Like, yeah. I, I feel like nowadays, I don't know if this kind of helps, but like you got to turn on the, you got to turn on the the car uh, seat war- uh, warmer. Seat. <laughs> you know, you got to you got to get your body a little bit warm. I mean, it, it's pretty bad, especially the knees. Oh, my God. It, it takes you all the way to your back. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I feel you. <laughs> I so, feel you. So you just dropped the gym and I, I just can't just overlook and overwalk that. So you you play basketball. What what position did you play? Where were you playing? Was you, was you dunking on fools? Like, <laughs> tell, tell us about it. We can't just 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 walk over that. Uh, yeah, in college, I played basketball. It's, I feel like in the U.S. is way bigger here because there's a lot of money involved. But I was traveling with the, with the team back then, and it was really fun. I, it's pivot. I don't know the name in English of the position. It's the one, it's the, usually the tallest one, the one that... The center. Center? center? Yeah, I, I was center. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I was not very good. Oh, I was about to say... Were you blocking them? Were you, were you yeah, just blocking them? I was doing all that. Them? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you do you do you still play now? I don't play anymore. I used to no, not in the United States. I haven't played. What? But but I, I love watching basketball when I can. Okay, what's your favorite yeah. team? Lakers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, we good. We good. I haven't we been have... to a game yet, but I, I really want to go one day. Yeah, it must be so exciting to watch from from the bench there live. Yeah, <laughs> ho- hopefully hopefully they start winning now. So you know. <laughs> 
Um, so you, um, I was in doing research and pre- uh, prepping for this episode. I noticed that you do workshops. Um, what type of workshops um, are you involved in, or or that you teach, and what should someone expect if they attended one of your workshops? I've done I've done different workshops. Uh, one that I we did at the beginning of the year it was a manifestation workshop that we did a yoga nidra meditation to attract. Um, uh, more abundance into your life. Oh, I, thought you, I thought you were about to say a man. A man. A man. Like, <laughs> yeah, what? attract abundance. We did a, a, a creating a vision board. Do you guys do vision board? Vision board. board. They do work. They I, I work. actually I actually started doing the. Um, I started putting out. So I'm a I'm a huge. Um, I wouldn't say OCD or I don't know, but I don't like anything on my fridge. I I want my fridge to look stainless steel that's it it that you know nothing at it right so um i was realizing that i needed to remind myself of a lot of things so i put in a board and i figured i'm gonna be mad to see that board there so i'm gonna have to see that sign and um that whole idea i got it pretty much from that whole vision board because the vision board if you don't put it out put it out there in the universe then it's just uh Thought that's gonna fly away. Or I'm not, I mean, I don't know, but it works. Definitely so works. You do the vision board too. Mm-hmm. We, we created on that workshop. And we brought all the magazines and stuff for people to to build the, the vision board. And I and I I did my own as well. And mine is right in front of my bed. I first thing I see in the morning is I I see those. What's the highlight of it? The highlights. Uh, I put in my vision board. I'm gonna quit my job. Back in the day, I had a, a side job uh, while teaching yoga. I'm going to quit my job so I can do uh, teach yoga full time. But I I didn't think it was possible to do this year. Do you put timelines on the vision board? No, no, no. Just okay. leave it I, I don't. I, and you should keep it too. I I want to keep my the vision boards from other years. Was it like a sticker that said like I quit or what, what did you put on the vision board? Like how did, like quit my job? Like, really work okay. with my passion. Nice. I have I have not only words. I have words and and Pictures. some visuals. Yeah. So like retreats that I'm organizing and places that I want to travel to. Um, That's pretty cool. Yeah. So thinking about how your vision board is, you know, right, you know, in eyesight as soon as you wake up in the morning. I also saw that you're very big on positive affirmations. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that's important, too, because I think you, I think you can speak things into existence, whether that be negative or positive. You know, but right now we're going to keep it on the positive. Mm-hmm. So um, what um, positive affirmations do you um, say to yourself or out loud? Mm-hmm. You know, as soon as you yawning in the morning, you're like, I'm a winner. You know, like, mm-hmm. what What do you say? What? Um, I, I also keep the positive affirmations. Uh, on the vision board? Uh, yeah, not on the vision board, but where I can see them. And I write it. Do you guys write affirmations as well? That works too. Not just I'm, speaking. I'm, I, li- I like I'm to bored. just like them on IG or, or <laughs> Peter, just take a little screenshot or something. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. One that I I like to, to say to myself and write down is I am attracting the right people and circumstances to my life to support my life goals. Nice. And I am repelling bad people with bad intentions out of my life like some rage spray did, did, you, <laughs> did you read one today can, can you share the one you read today the one i read today yeah. i have that one and um one that always puts me at ease is i am exactly where i need to be yeah. right because we, we put a lot of pressure yeah. on ourselves like i should be doing this by this exactly that's what and i'm saying <laughs> we are exactly where we need to be because even the it doesn't need to be like linear. Sometimes you're going to go up and then a little down, but then you're going to sprint. It's not, life is a marathon. It's not like a quick sprint, right? So you have to keep gas and, and uh, learning from different projects, different things, that different people that you work with. So yeah, I like that one a lot. And then also doing some digging, right? So I know what I thought karma to mean. And then I saw something where you put your definition of what karma is. And I was like, oh, my God, I've never heard it explained this mm-hmm. way. Could you please explain what karma is in, in your own words? 
years. Yeah, that was not my definition no, at no. all. I use um, the words of Sadhguru. He's a he's an Indian uh, mystic. Okay. And his teachings are, are are really powerful. So in his words, karma means action. And so when you say my life is my karma, it actually means my life is my making. And um, that means that when you see life that way, the things, the bad things that happen to you, the successes or the failures, that's up to you. And um, it's very empowering to think that way because a lot of uh, people go through life with victim mentality. Oh, I'm here because my dad didn't provide to me or because this boss was this way, my partner did. But once you realize that your thoughts, right, your emotions, your feelings, your inner world, your outer world is a reflection of the inner world, then you take you take into your own, uh, you become more empowered and you're more careful, like your next steps, your actions, because you know it's a reflection from the inner world. And so... That's that's what he's saying. Like, don't take your life in a victim mentality of like things happen to you. Th things happen for you. Even the things that are bad that you're perceiving as bad right now can be the greatest things in your life. Have you ever been to a situation where you're like, oh, this sucks. This is the worst thing that could happen. Right. Like you, lo you lost a job, you got laid off or something. And then that was the thing that needed to happen for you to go this and, and meet this person, you know. Yeah, I see that way. That's that's pretty dope. Go ahead. Go ahead. Life works in mysterious ways. It's just it's funny because, you know, that you mentioned, you know, a lot of victims, right? Uh, but I think I think it's the the problem in that situation is obviously accountability. I think I I I feel like if you live your life with the consciousness that you gotta take a loss, mm -hmm. then I think it's a lot easier to proceed forward because you know that at some point you're not so attached to your success you're not so attached to the good things but you also are embracing what comes at you mm -hmm. you know and i think that um it's deep mm -hmm. it's deep that got me thinking that was pretty cool well and especially if you're not i think it's hard to say that i didn't fail at this or i didn't fail at that but it's the the learning from the mm -hmm. failure yeah. you know it's you kind of redo it. You make adjustments mm -hmm. and you attempt again. So I, I think that's that's also um, pretty pretty important as well. So what do you do other than yoga? I, I know you you find your, your happiness is is peace, but what do you do to disconnect? Um, do you even have stressful days? I mean, I'm pretty sure that's probably like a dumb question, but you know what I'm saying? Like because you're you're so mellow right now. Right? <laughs> You know, I, I can feel you know the peace, um, peacefulness from from your energy. Your aura, so, uh, yeah, like positive. <laughs> so, what do you do to disconnect, or what do you do for fun, like besides yoga? What, what are we doing? I think it's so important to ground yourself, to really go to nature, put your feet on the grass, on the sand, go to the water. Because what do we do most of the day? We're like on our phones inside a closed space, inside the house, and with the pandemic, like we're really not going out as much. And um, it's so healing and so grounding to just do that, to, to be in, con in contact with nature. We are nature, right? When, when we're here, we're like disconnected from that part of us. And um, thankfully, because of my job, I also teach yoga at the beach. So I am at the beach all the time. And I, I feel like that helps me also to be very grounded because I get to have that time there often. Um, Especially the sound of the water. Mm -hmm. uh, so Just putting your feet on the sand, on the water. Um, yeah. Have you tried yoga like at like other countries or anything special in that? Like any any special retreats that that you highly recommend? I went to Costa Rica for my yoga teacher training. They have a, a, a huge yoga culture in Costa Rica. They have all types of retreats and trainings. People travel there because a beautiful country have you have you guys been to costa rica no, before no, no. <laughs> yeah i went for the first time yeah this year i was so impressed and life there is it's much more simpler like than here like even the roads 
But sometimes simple is, is it, it takes you back to basics. It's like, oh, the food's amazing. Just being around, like it, you look at the trees and you see like wildlife, you see monkeys. And Does Uber see... work out there? Hmm? Does Uber work out there? I don't. I don't think Uber worked there. Oh, yeah. yeah so that, we, that, that, that kind of concerns we, me. We, we had taxi. Yeah, taxi oh, okay. services there. So the appreciation of simplicity. Mm-hmm. That's Absolutely. Yeah. Man, that's crazy. So, okay. Got a situational question for you. So you're given an opportunity. I'm a genie in a bottle. Bam, I pop out. Bam, Vanessa. I'm giving you one opportunity to go back in time and redo something, correct something. Or what would you do? Hmm. And why? One thing you can change or one thing you can do differently. That's hard because I feel like even the things that I like, I consider I fail or I made mistakes, like that was that piece of the puzzle that I needed to like, you know, turn turn the life around and, and go search. Even when I had a, a corporate job here that I, I was not happy at all. It got to a point where it got really bad. And that was why I was like, this is not for me. And and I don't want it. Of course, it wasn't calm like that at the time. Yeah. I was like, this is insane. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Corporate politics and all that. And um, that was what led me to quit my job. But thank God I quit because then I was like, no, no, I'm going to search what I really want. I feel like if it was a little better, I would just stay there. You would you just you know climb up the ladder and and stay there. Um, can't think of something. Um, maybe when I was a little um, reactive to a coworker in that situation. Oh, you, of you pressure. Pop, you popped off on somebody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. I did during during corporate. <laughs> you feel for the pressure. Like uh, I, I don't. I don't usually uh, get reactive by normal day circumstance or pressure. I'm actually really good at that. But I get really. It gets under my skin when I see injustice mm. towards me or towards someone else. Like I'll step up, and I'll you know, and I'll speak. I will speak up for my coworker. Or for myself, like so in that sense. So tell us about the situation. <laughs> so what happened? Because I don't believe it. I, I don't. I don't. I can't picture you upset or angry. Yeah, or I even was, it was. A, it was a situation where I was. Where I was um, on purpose being ignored. You were like, yeah, it. like I was speaking and and the person was ignoring me, and and I was like, this is this is not okay. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, yeah, and then I, like, call the attention, you know, like, in front of other people, like, hey, I'm here, listen to me. So you were giving a presentation in front of a group of people, and you pick someone out, and you noticed they were just in another space? Yeah, or the person, was it just you the, person the person is, like, looking at you and just blindly ignoring you and keep talking. I'm like, uh-uh, no. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not going to let that happen. <laughs> yeah, disrespect or injustice when I see towards other people or me, that will get under my skin for sure. I'm curious, what's your zodiac sign? Virgo. Ooh, okay. That, that explains it. <laughs> what's explains yours? It? Uh, Scorpio. Scorpio? Yeah. And what's yours? I'm Cancer. Mm. Yeah. I don't know much about zodiac, but it's interesting. I know like some characteristics of some, but there's people that know so much. They're like, kind of oh. accurate a little bit, like at yeah. least like maybe a a, a slight piece of your personality mm-hmm. but i mean i think everybody's um what's the what's the main thing about scorpios Ooh. yeah i mean we're we're a little um uh i wouldn't say a little too dominant dominant i, I think so is, is that is that how you uh, you would describe a scorpio a scorpio dominant yeah uh, yeah hmm? like assertive in a, a, in a situation Very like i'm a lion hear me roar mm. like pretty much like i'm here look at me eyeballs <laughs> eyeballs eyeballs on me yeah i would right. I, I can i can so like that. leadership is a skill of scorpios you'd say I, I i definitely um i consider myself a leader i definitely an alpha male um it's just weird because it, it like some of the stuff like it's like 
we're kind of misjudged or misunderstood. You know, we're we're like we're lions. We're like we'll eat you, but at the same time, we we'll try not to eat you. You know, we're 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 nice. You know, uh, we have a big heart. I think that's that's huge. I mean, I'm very passionate. I think mm. uh, one thing Scorpios have is passion, which um, you know they love hard and then they hate even harder. So, <laughs> in a nutshell, don't cross them. <laughs> don't yeah. cross them. What about Virgos? We were like, that explains a lot. Um, <laughs> the the um, very assertiveness. I think the part where you're like, hey, like, like look at me. Like, don't don't you dare ignore me. <laughs> that that kind of was like, oh, I mean, I don't know much of it, but I like every sign. I try to like remember something, and I think although every sign has kind of an aggressive, uh, not an aggressive, but a more of a a firm or direct approach but i think some of them are a little bit in different levels because like he's very like chill you know so it's kind of it's weird but but at the same time it's like he pops off too you know so i don't pop off <laughs> i'm very peaceful no, <laughs> no i think that that's uh i think that's very important is to find that that center you know like it, it's kind of hard like to for probably easier for you like, cause I'm pretty sure there are things that you see maybe while watching TV or maybe out walking the streets. And like you say, when you see some type of injustice or something that just sit right with you, mm-hmm. there's a, a right way and a wrong way to respond. And, you know, depending on how you respond, of course, every action is going to have a reaction, you know, and then you want, you want things to, uh, you want things to flow. Like, like he says, sometimes, like sometimes if you're having a, uh, somebody's venting to you. Sometimes it's okay to say, well, you know what? I understand. Even if you disagree with everything that they're saying, it's just like, okay, I understand. And that kind of gives that person that you're speaking to uh, assurance that, okay, at least they're hearing me, mm-hmm. you know? And so is the practice, like, I just, uh, it's just amazing. Okay. So how long was the training? And how long did it take you before you had your first class? And when you had your first class, were you nervous? How many people showed up? Like, and how, what did you feel as you seen it grow and you realized, you know what? This is my calling and this is what I want to do with the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. Explain that, that experience for us. Yeah. So to, to teach, uh, to be a teacher, the first training that you do is a 200 hour teacher training. And school, different schools do different ways. Some people, some schools doing 12 weeks, some schools do longer. Mine was in about 12 weeks, I believe. Um, and right after that, I already started teaching. I was so self-conscious when I started. English is not my first language. So even during the training, learning all the anatomy and all the terms in English for me could be overwhelming at times. Um, yeah, but... It, it changed for me when I heard this, uh, someone saying, uh, if you're nervous about teaching a yoga class because you might uh, get confused one side with the other or say something wrong, <laughs> da, da, da. don't think it's like, oh, you're in the spotlight and, uh, you know, people are judging you. It's like, no, put yourself in, like, you're there to serve them in this humble position. I, I'm here to serve you, to hold space for you. I want you to feel better. And once you have that mindset the pressure's off and and that's that helped me a lot in the beginning uh what motivated me a lot was the feedback i was getting from the students because i was feeling so good at uh, delivering the classes and i was hearing very positive feedback you know and so i was like oh there's something there um and then i went to pursue other trainings yoga ninja teacher training um neuroscience meditation um, breath work. And I feel like you're, you're forever a student. There's not, I, I love studying. Like I, then I went to do my 300 teacher training in Costa Rica. And then I wanted to do so many more. I want to do prenatal, Kundalini, all types. There's so many different types of yoga. And what's beautiful about that is I get to learn so many different tools, so many different things in philosophy and I can apply that to my life. Right. Um, yeah. And what, what was your question? What was your last question? What motivated me? Yeah. Like what, like you said, it was the, the feedback. 
Um, so when when was your first class? How many people? Mm. And then like when did you realize that this is what you want to do? Mm-hmm. The very very first class that I taught it was uh, the graduation day of my first teacher training that I taught just for the other teachers that were graduating. And still, I was so nervous, but just seeing everybody moving together in a choreography that I was the choreographer, right? Like, I'm telling you how to move and everybody's just moving together, like, in, in Sintony. I was like, wow, that's amazing. And, uh, and that's when I felt the first spark. And then from there, I started teaching in, stu- in one studio that I got more classes over there. And then another studio called me. And, then, and now I teach in five different studios. I teach full time now. I teach 15 classes plus the private clients. So it's... So uh, how, in typical, how many hours a day are you putting in? Um, so each class is an hour or an hour and a half. Uh, but to be considered a full-time yoga teacher is, is 15 classes or more. Uh, cause there's, you know, there's the commute and you get, huh? No, 15 classes a week. Okay. Yeah. A week. Oh, I'm like, dude. <laughs> but, but I, you put a lot of, I put a lot of hours studying like, I'm always studying, uh, different sequences and studying, like if I want to teach a theme, a class with a theme, then I want to research more about, you know, that theme specific. Um, yeah, I love learning and sharing what I learn. Yoga is, you know, I didn't invent it. I'm just sharing this gift with others because I'm so excited about it. I saw the benefits in my life and I'm like, look, look at this. So it's really cool when I see. What do you think about like as far as like the profit, uh, the profitability, uh, the profit uh, of of like owning a yoga studio and and all that from a from a business perspective is that do you think uh that's something that's a good business to get into i believe it it was a good business before pandemic (laughs) when when students could have 40 people in a room um right now a majority of students are are suffering because they're only having like a handful 10, 10 people in a room nowadays is considered full, where nowadays you would see a room with 50 people. And uh, because of pandemic, things are very slow right now. So right now, I don't think it's a, it's a, it's a great investment, but hopefully when things get back to normal, it, it is a good business. Absolutely. Start selling the DVDs. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's, 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 a good, that's a good way to look at it. Okay. Yeah. So hypothetical question, right? All right, and I know, okay, peace, right? Peace. So you're walking in the grocery store, all right? Walking in the grocery store, minding your own business. Out of nowhere, bam, you get hit with a with a with an orange in the back of your head, right? <laughs> are you one gonna grab an orange and retaliate, <laughs> or are you gonna keep your peace and just walk away? Who's throwing that orange? <laughs> Who's throwing the orange? Um, a young, a young, a female of your age. I would definitely not retaliate because, I, first of all, I think like this person has a, a mental health problem or mental issues. Uh, I would definitely be like frozen for a minute like what happened have, have something like that happened to you guys that someone come violently towards no, you no d- definitely not i just think of weird <laughs> things like that <laughs> i would not retaliate i would probably fall into compassion like this person is dealing with, for her to pop off like that yeah, like throwing an orange saying, right? at a random person i was just trying to see if you will pop off back that's all <laughs> No, definitely have so much compassion for this person. Like, wow, for this person to pop it off. Like, 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 would you like like <laughs> question her or just walk away and compassionately? Um, I would rub my head first, <laughs> <laughs> assess the situation. So, if it's an adult that is doing that, I would, dude, I would just sit, pray for that person because that person needs that. Yeah, that person is needing some prayer. Yeah, prayer. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we thank you for uh, for tuning in today. And as always, I always open up the, the table to our guests and to our hosts uh, to leave some last closing, closing remarks if they would like to. And today we'll start off with GQ Nesto. Is there anything you would like to share with our viewers and our listeners? Well, with the topics that we're talking right now and 
the subject, uh, I want to say that uh, there's a quote that always sticks to my head, that sticks in my head, <laughs> and uh, it, it goes like this. It says, um, it's not what you think it is, it is what it is. So that made me think a lot. And I think that if you're hearing this and you start thinking about it, once again, it's um, it's not what you think it is, it is what it is. I think if you can break that puzzle, I think uh, you're going to be definitely moving in life. All right. And Miss Vanessa, is there anything you would like to share and leave our listeners and viewers with? I love that quote. Yeah, <laughs> it's um, it's it's very yoga related because yoga teaches us that we're not our thoughts. Sometimes we can even question our cha- our thoughts, challenge them. Like, where did this? Who implanted this thought in my head? Right? Where did I learn to think that way? Or what's emotional state I'm going through that this this thought keeps coming in my head? That we're not that we're not our thoughts. We're the the observer of the thoughts. So you can look at from above and see like, oh, uh, the the thoughts and the feelings. Um, what I have to share. Go do yoga, guys. Any style, I think um, it's so good to be in touch with yourself. Nowadays, we're just receiving information like a load of information from the news from from this and and, and mostly it's, it's negative what's going on right now so having this moment with you of going inwards and listen to your own wisdom connecting with yourself like we all need a little bit more of that in our lives nice and do you have anything coming up that people should be on the lookout for any sessions any beach sessions or anything like that you're doing coming up soon I have my schedule up on my website of the classes that I'm teaching right now. We do we do monthly uh, some ceremonies for full moon, new moon ceremonies, and um, next year I'm organizing a retreat as well. So okay. tune into that. Take a look at my website, my social media. I'm always announcing what we're cooking. Cool, nice, nice, and don't make her mad because she will pop off. <laughs> All right. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, um, I would say that it's important to find your own inner peace, uh, find what makes you truly happy. There is no, like Miss Vanessa said, and we discussed earlier, there is no timeline to finding that happiness. And I hope you find it. And I hope you enjoyed this episode. But uh, we love you. We thank you. Thank you for tuning in. I'm your boy, Drew. We are Option Forward Podcast. See you guys next time. Peace.